Good morning. Today is Wednesday, March 16th. Almost, almost officially spring, almost the spring equinox. So that's when I'll change my season over. Right now I'm still in season one. So this is season one, episode 10 of Puddles of Grace. And today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to speak clearly, first of all. But I'm going to share from a book called Joyful by Ingrid Fattel Lee. And the subtitle is The Surprising Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness. So this woman begins to look into what causes joy. And um, of course, she had kind of learned that joy comes from within, which I think many of us have been taught, and that it's um, changing our perspectives, our viewpoints, and however, she says, um, I noticed many moments when people seemed to find real joy in the material world, gazing at a favorite painting in an art museum or making a sandcastle at the beach. People smiled and laughed, lost in the moment. They smiled, too, at the peachy light of the sunset and at the shaggy dog with the yellow galoshes. And not only did people seem to find joy in the world around them, but many also put a lot of effort into making their immediate environment more delightful. They tended rose gardens, put candles on birthday cakes, and hung lights for the holidays. Why would people do these things if they had no real effect on their happiness? A body of research is emerging that demonstrates a clear link between our surroundings and our mental health. For example, studies show that people with sunny workspaces sleep better and laugh more than their peers in dimly lit offices, and that flowers improve not only people's moods, but their memory as well. As I delve deeper into these findings, joy started to become less amorphous and more abstract to me and the more tangible and real. It not only seemed difficult to attain the result of years of introspective, it no longer seemed difficult to, t to attain the result of years of introspection or disciplined practice. Instead, I began to see the world as a reservoir of positivity that I could turn to at any time. I found that certain places have a kind of buoyancy, a bright corner cafe, a local yarn shop, a block of brownstones whose window boxes overflow with blooms, and I started changing my routines to visit them more often. On bad days, rather than feeling overwhelmed and helpless, I discovered small things that could reliably lift my spirits. I started incorporating what I learned into my home and began to feel a sense of excitement as I put my key into the lock each evening. Over time, it became clear to me that the conventional wisdom about joy was wrong. Joy isn't hard to find at all. In fact, it's all around us. So she went on, to, this goes on to talk about her exploration into joy. And um, she's a designer and um, she, um, she um, holds a master of industrial design. And so she's just like looking into discovery of like, what is this thing? what can bring joy 
around us and what does bring joy around us. So she finds aesthetics. And I think I shared a little bit of this last um, time I talked about the 10, 10 aesthetics of joy. So those were energy, abundance, freedom, harmony, play, surprise, transcendence, magic, celebration, and renewal. And there was one part I wanted to read specifically. So here's some questions. So here are some questions. How often do you laugh? When was the last time you felt a true unfettered moment of joy? What emotions do you feel when you walk into your home at the end of the day? How about when you enter each room? Um, how often do you find joy in your work? How much joy do you find in the town or city where you live, in your specific neighborhood? Where are your happy places? And are any within 10 miles of your home? And when was the last time you visited one? The book goes on to give examples in depth in each chapter of each joy aesthetic. And so she says, um, feel free to mix and match and layer aesthetics to create an experience that brings you joy. That alone just is a joyful statement, I think. Feel free to mix and match and layer aesthetics to create an experience that brings you joy. There are no specific rules, but to help you feel your way through, I've tried to note where aesthetics are particularly complementary and where they may be in tension. Um, and there's this here, what does she say? Um, you'll probably find that some aesthetics speak to you more than others. If you're a nature lover, you might find yourself especially drawn to freedom. If you happen to be afraid of heights, then some aspects of the transcendence aesthetic may not be for you. You may also find that the aesthetics that feel best change depending on where you are and what's going on in your life. A drab office may benefit from an infusion of energy while the harmony aesthetic can bring joy to a hectic family home. So she, now this is not just all like theory and everybody feels better with polka dots. She actually goes into talking about um, a city in Albania. It's called Tirana. And I'm going to look it up because I have not looked this up. But the mayor in 2004 um, was recognized with the World Mayor Award for his stunning success at restoring the capital city of Albania just four years after he was elected. So it went from being a city of um, crime and garbage and pickpockets and just misery and very demoralized to a town that became vibrant and alive and um, a destination city simply because he changed the aesthetic of his city. So very, very interesting. So it's very, um, it's not, like I said, it's, it's real. It's, um, she talks about how color, what color does for us as we see color and how it makes real changes in people's lives, whether it's children in an inner city school that is all drab and blah or patients in a hospital who are in just that, you know, neutral hospital surroundings and suddenly they get fuchsia colored blankets or the wall gets painted a bright color in each room. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a fascinating book and just inspiring to hear about, um, on the artistry level of, um, fashion designers or, um, uh, architects. Um, yeah. So, Anyway, it just resonates with me, and I hope you're able to take a look at it if you would like to add some ideas of how to increase the joy factor 
in our lives. It doesn't have to be all serious. I tend to be super serious, I think. I don't know. So that's that. I'm going to do some work today to try to connect my uh, links to each other. So my, um, what's this called? My podcast with my Instagram with Facebook. So I'm going to try to get those links up and going. That's my, um, my, I don't know what you call that, on my list to do, to make some connections there for people. And then what would be great is if I can figure out how to do it here in the podcast, and then you can go and see pictures or someone who's on Instagram can come and hear what's going on. So um, this was um, almost our last episode of the spring, no, of the winter. I will um, look to see if it's the 20th or the 21st that spring starts this year, the spring equinox, and I'll be back to talk more. So um, puddles of grace to you and joy. Go jump in those puddles, puddles, splashy puddles and children with rubber boots. How fun is that?